Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likuti Alochis, broadcasting from Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim, Yerakodesh again. Baruch Hashem. We're continuing in Yeridea, Chelek Aleph, Hilchois Chukois Ho'akum, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Aleph. We dedicate the learning today for a complete refor shalem of all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Idis Bas Miriam Brangel, Soralea Bas Chavaliba, Avram David ben Chana, Hindachasa bas Chana, David Leib ben Shena, Baruch Mordechai ben Tali, Nosen Yehuda ben Tali, Yosef Avram Eliezer and Isim ben Pesia, Avigail Brocha bas Shira Dvoira, Shira Dvoira bas Miriam, Jonas ben Hilda, Yehuda ben Soramaya, Chaim Arye ben Brocha, Simcha Sora Basahuva, Tuvietzi ben Chayaliza, Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Toiba bas Chava Perel, Akiva Liyohu ben Sora, Yuspendel bas Gitleya, Sorocho bas Yuspendel, Avivilun bas Yuspendel, Akiva Liyohu ben Sora, Besorch Sharcho Yisrael, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel. Okay. We mentioned that this halacha is based on chapter 64 in Likud Yimran where Rabbi Nezal speaks about the two different types of questions. Questions that come from the Shvira Sakelim, where those questions can be answered in this world, and questions that come from the Chol Aponui, where those questions cannot be answered now at all. This is a known fact. That Hashem gave us the entire Torah and all of his mitzvahs so that we would be to believe in Hashem. That's the ultimate goal of all of our Yiddishkeit. As the Pasuk says in Tehillim, All of the mitzvahs are about emunah. It's all in order to help us achieve emun and Hashem. Ukamashom Rabbi Sainuzalan, as the Gemara says in Makas, Bo Chavakuk Vehemidon Alachas. Chavakuk Hanovi came along and he summarized the entire Torah in one item, that Tzadik Be'emunasa Yechia, that a Tzadik lives with faith. Ubishvil Zeh Yesh Batoira Chukim Omishpotim. And it's for this reason that the Torah contains two categories, chukim and mishpotim. Mishpotim are those mitzvahs which we can rationally understand. Whereas those mitzvahs which we cannot explain rationally, and the goyim ask us, what's the reason for this mitzvah? What's how does paraduma? How does a red cow purify somebody from impurity? Why aren't you allowed to have meat and milk? These are called chukim. And Hashem has given us all of these chukim and mishpatim in order that will be zeicher to achieve emuna, Hainu, meaning, Kedeliskois bekoyar zeh levatel shnei minei akushis vapikursana, 
so that by studying and observing these chukim and mishpatim, we'll be able to eliminate these two categories of questions and doubts about Hashem. Because by studying and observing the mishpatim, for which we can understand and rationalize reasons for them, that's what helps us eliminate those questions that come from the, the forces of Tumah that were created as a result of the breaking of the vessels that took place at the time of creation. There, by the Shvira Sakelim, there is a little bit of seichel and, and letters, holy letters that were used in creation. Avol, tzrichen, tikun, ubirur godol. However, they require major repair and major refinement. Ve'elu ha'klipois nechnoim v'nezbatlin al-yidei b'chinas ha'mishpotim shabatoyram. And those klipois that are associated with shvira sakelim, those klipois are defeated and eliminated through the mishpotim of the Torah, sheyesh pohem seichel, which do have rational reasons to them. Avol, however, yesh kushyois she'yef shalim tzoyalem shum teretz al piyaseichel uviyashvam kanam. There are questions, there exist questions, which we cannot find any rational answer to those questions to resolve them. Because those questions come from the vacant space, the that also existed in, during the time, the beginning of creation. And regarding those questions, it's forbidden for us to attempt to use our mind, to use logic or rationale whatsoever in order to resolve those questions. The only response to those questions is, I believe. I believe in Hashem. I believe in the Torah. I believe in every mitzvah in the Torah. I believe that paraduma does what it's supposed to. I believe that mixing meat and milk is no good. Corresponding to those questions that come from the Chol Aponui, Hashem has given us holy chukim, shehem ha-mitzvahis, shehem bohem shum tam. This refers to those mitzvahs which do not have any logical, rational explanation. And we fulfill these mitzvahs with pure faith, alone. Alidei koyach elu ha-mitzvahis, through the power of these mitzvahs, these chukim, our emuna becomes stronger. And it enables us to chase away and eliminate and destroy all the questions and doubts that come from the Cholo Aponui. Whereby in the Cholo Aponui, there is no Sechel at all. There's only light and seichel in a very, very wondrous, hidden manner. Which is, 
whereby now in this physical world, it's impossible for us to be able to understand the Cholo Aponri and to understand those questions that come from there. The only response to those types of questions and doubts is to fortify ourselves with Emuna. And this Emuna, meaning to become so strong in our faith in Hashem to, that we can eliminate the doubts, these doubts and questions just with pure faith alone, without any logic, without any rationale. We achieve that type of emuna through the chukim that we fulfill. This refers to those mitzvahs that do not have any logical explanation. But rather we fulfill those mitzvahs only with emuna. Rav Nosenzal continues, paragraph days, and this will also explain why it is forbidden for us to copy any of the customs of the Goyim. They're customs that do not have any rational explanation. They're chukim. And why it is forbidden for us as Jews to practice to any kind of magic or to any kind of uh, means those people who study the Zodiac and based on which month, this one is a Capricorn, this one is a this, this one is that, and that defines, that dictates what will happen in a particular time. And based on that, they offer advice to people when they should start projects, when they shouldn't start, <clears throat> and they tell people, supposedly, they try to foretell the future, these fortune tellers. Because Hashem has created this opposite that. Because just like in the Torah, we just explained that the Torah has these two types of mitzvahs, chukim and mishpatim, in order to, to, to counter the two types of apikursis, the two types of questions, so too by the non-Jews, by the idol worshippers, they have chukim, they have customs and different things that don't have any rational explanation, but rather those, their chukim come from the, the apikursis that's associated with the cholol aponui, where over there, there is no logic, there's no rationale. These are in the category of, of chachmais that aren't. They're chachmais that aren't chachmais. As Rabbi Nezal discusses this very clearly in chapter 64 in the Kutimran, that this halach is based on, Ayin Sham. Look over there. And Hashem has commanded us to distance ourselves from the chukais of the goyim with every type of distancing. 
their styles, all their different things. As it says clearly in the Torah, that we the Jews are not allowed to follow the customs and the styles and the, the cultures of the Goyim. The Kamuva Begamara, the Shulchan Aruch, and as is expounded on in the Gemara Shulchan Aruch, Shetzorich lehisrachik mehem, bechol hatnuois vahamalbushin, that we, the Jewish people, have to distance ourselves from the Goyim in all of our mannerisms, how we walk, how we talk, how we act, how we dress. As is elaborated on in Yoridea chapter 175. We do not emulate them. We don't copy the Goyim. We don't follow them. We don't wear their style, their type of clothing. So note, it, note, this is not Hasidus. This is basic halacha. That Jews are supposed to wear Jewish type of clothing, not non-Jewish type of clothing. Because we need to distance ourselves tremendously from their chukim, which means their behaviors, those that have no logic or reasoning to them whatsoever. So that we shouldn't have this apikursis and this atheism that comes from the Cholol Aponui attach itself to us. Which has no rationale. Because that's where all of their customs come from, their customs and their culture, those things that do not have any particular logic to them. And the Torah, in addition, forbid us to, to perform these three types of actions. Kishuf, magic, nichush, and oine mean different types of fortune-telling based on different things and based on signs of the zodiac. So that we shouldn't give strength to those klipos that come from excesses, that come from the shvira sakelim. Rav Zal says that's the source of all of this knowledge <clears throat> of those people who practice sorcery and magic. It comes from different types of excesses, <clears throat> from the, the waste matter of holiness. As again, as Rav Enzal discusses this over there in chapter 64, Mikutimran. Alkain, therefore, we have to distance ourselves from both of these. From the category of which we said those come from the tuma of the shattered vessels, and also and also to distance ourselves from the different customs of the Goyim that don't have any logical reasoning to them, which come from the, the atheism that's associated with the Cholol 
כשמספורך ברחמוב הגדולים הבדילונו מן התויים האלו. Because Hashem with his great kindness has set us, the Jewish people, apart completely from, <coughs> from these people who don't know what they're doing. And Hashem has commanded us to distance us from both of these types of issues. And Hashem has sanctified us with his holy mitzvahs, which have these two categories. Which is what enables us to eliminate and chase away the two types of doubts of apikursis and questions. And enable us to achieve real, complete faith in Hashem. Amen. Now, Rav Nussan Zaliyad's <coughs> an additional, deeper explanation regarding the, the clothing issue, the emulating the clothing and the styles of the Goyim. The Zeb paragraph Gimel, the Zeb Echinas, Ein Loivshin B'Malbushehen. Based on chapter 64 in the Kudimran, we'll also understand why it's so important for us not to, to follow the styles and the dress of the Goyim. That's forbidden. That's in the category of chukim, where there's no logical reason to the way they dress, their styles, their styles of haircuts, their styles of dress. <clears throat> because the whole concept of clothing and garments comes from the secret of the cholaponui. Shahu bechinas levushin. Which Rabbein Azal explains over there in chapter 64 in Kutimran, that's referred to as garments of Hashem Kaviyahum. Shehu kehahu kamtsa whereby the Zohar Kodesh uses this terminology that there is a certain type of a grasshopper, a kamtsa, where its covering is from the same material as the grasshopper itself. And the Zohar Kodesh speaks about this regarding Kabbalah, that Kaviyochel, when we speak about Hashem, and when we speak about vessels and garments, Kaviyochel of Hashem, the garments are also part of the essence of Hashem. It's not like a separate thing. And it's from there that all clothing and all garments in the world and all coverings in the world come from. And it's for this reason that Hashem commanded us, the Jewish people, to sanctify all of our clothing by performing the mitzvah tzitzis, upon which is dependent and connected the entire Torah and all of its mitzvahs. As it says regarding tzitzis, that why do we perform this mitzvah? So that we'll remember and fulfill all the mitzvahs. Because the word tzitzis is bigimatria 600, and the eight strings and the five sets of double knots is 613. So by fulfilling the mitzvah of tzitzis, we fulfill, we're connect, fulfilling and connecting to all 613 mitzvahs. This is the men who wear the tzitzis, 
and the women who are part of the men, who are included. Because as a result of the holiness of all of our clothing, which is made holy by the mitzvah tzitzis, that draws upon us a holy faith. To be able to defeat and eliminate those doubts and questions that come from the cholol aponui, through our faith, whereby we believe that even in the cholol aponui, Hashem is hidden there. And the Cholol Aponi itself was created from Hashem's great wisdom. Like that grasshopper whose garment is from it itself. Rabbeinu mentions this in that chapter in the Kutimran. This term, the Lerush Bey is one of the deep, deep secrets in Kabbalah, which in Yitzhashem, when I learn more about it, we'll be able to clarify it even more. But for now, this is the way, this is the terminology that's used in the Zohar Kodesh in Sifrei Hasidus. And it's for this reason that we, the Jewish people, have to stay far away from the styles and types of clothing that the Goyim wear, not to wear their kind of clothing, it's part, it's under this umbrella term of following the because their clothing comes from the negative aspect, from the, the, the doubts that are associated with the Cholaponi, Shemishom Kol Hamalbushim, because as we mentioned earlier, it's from the Cholap that all Malbushim come from. Aval Malbushim Shalonu, whereas our clothing, Nimshachem Meha Emunak we draw our clothing from holy faith. Whereby we believe that even in the Cholol HaPonoi, even though the word Ponoi means vacant, it doesn't mean 100% vacant. It means that Hashem is found even in the Cholol HaPonoi in a wondrous hidden manner. It's a concept of this, this grasshopper where its garment is part of itself. Usually we assume that a garment person puts on clothing, is the clothing the human being? Is the clothing a part of the, the person? Definitely not. It's a separate entity. But by Hashem, Kaviochel, the levush is mineyubei. Sheho emuna hazois, hu bechinas tikun hamabushim. This faith that we have is what repairs and, and perfects all of our clothing. Bechinas tzitzis, in the form of tzitzis, Shehem Emuna Kayadua. Tzitzis, which is associated with Emuna, as is known. Person who wears tzitzis, it's showing that we believe and accept all 613 mitzvahs. The canal, as we mentioned earlier, Rabbein Azal speaks about this in chapter 7 in Likutimun. He draws the connection between tzitzis and Emuna. 
וכנ"ל בהלכס פורים הלוך הדלת על פי המימר מיהו שחול אצלכם. And also as Rab Nosenzal went into this earlier in Orachayim, in Hilchus Purim Aloch Adalit, based on chapter 33 in Likut Imran. Baruch Hashem. This was the third halacha in this category of Chukas Akum. Hilchus Chukas Akum Aloch Adalit, the Hilchus Purim Aloch. Now Rab Nosenzal says that the fourth discussion on the topic of Chukas Akum is found in Hilchas Purim Halacha Dalit, and also in Hilchas Ribis Halacha Hei, paragraph Mem Beis. In those places, Rav Nosenzal expounds on this topic of Chuko Yisrakum. Any questions? Question, how are the Mishpatim, which do have a rationale, how does that strengthen Emuna, which is in a place <coughs> of lack of rationale? <coughs> The answer is that everything is relative. Everything is relative. When we say that the mishpatim have logical reasons, we don't dare to think that those logical reasons encompass the mishpat. We know that the Torah is infinite. Hashem is infinite. The Torah is infinite. And with all of our rational reasons, we don't dare fulfill those mitzvahs based on those rational reasons. We fulfill those mitzvahs because Hashem told us to. We say in, in, uh, in the Ktoiris that that if we would add honey to the Ktoiris, it would make it smell much, much better. Why don't we add honey to it? Because the Torah said not to. And that's why we fulfill all the mitzvahs, including the Mishpatim. So that even though we study the Mishpatim and we learn a lot about them and we could we could understand rational reasons for them, we we the Ramban, there's a famous Ramban at the end of Parsha's Boy, where he writes that any person who performs a mitzvah because it's a nice, because it's the right thing to do, a person has respect for parents because it's a nice thing to do, Chas Vashon doesn't get credit for the mitzvah. We're performing the mitzvah because it's because Hashem told us to. And if Hashem would tell us to reverse it, if Hashem would say, we would be doing that. So I'm saying everything is relative. In the Mishpatim, it's, it, there's, we can understand it a little bit more than the Chukim. But there's still a lot of emuna involved there. So that there's places where we're employing emuna, where we where there's no rationale to it at all whatsoever, and there's places <clears throat> where we're employing emuna together combined with some logic and rationale. Just a moment. Question: What is the waste matter of holiness? This is a term that's used in Sifrei Kabbalah, Sifrei Chasidus, that when you refine gold or silver or anything for that matter. There's there's way there's psoilus that comes off it when you're carving wood. The psoilus is the waste matter that comes as a result of it. So this is the terminology that's used that when we're trying to advance in holiness, when this the whenever there's tikkun, very often there's a psoilus involved in it. There's a klipa involved in it. We know, for example, we're told that in the physical body, the hair and the nails are referred to as psoilus in a sense. 
where there isn't a, a rag, there isn't a, a logical practical use for the hair, you know, for the for, in the body of the person, that kind of thing. And therefore those items are considered as psoilus where the clipois can easily attach themselves to them. And therefore there's special laws about the hair, how a person should take a haircut, what should be removed, what shouldn't be removed, cutting the nails, there's all kinds of special halachas as to when to do it, how to do it properly. Question, does it relate to Yishmoel and Esav? Yishmoel and Esav are the leaders of the, of the 70 nations of the Goyim. They are the, the heads of the Klippa, the, 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 the whole source of Tumah. And, and exactly, it, it is brought, it is explained in, in the Sifre Kabbalah, that as a result of Odom and Chava eating from the Eitz Hadas, that caused a problem with this, there was Toiv and Ra. And that's why Avram Avinu had to have a son, Yishmoel, so that the Ra of Avram Avinu should go out in Yishmoel, and only the Toiv should be passed on to Yitzchak. Then by Yitzchak Avinu, there had to be another level of refinement, that the Ra that was found within Yitzchak had to be expelled in Esau, so that only the toiv would be passed on to Yaakov Avinu. Anyone else? Good morning, Rav Nassim. The Yes. This concept of the grasshopper and shell itself, is that, and, and the chalalapano, is this also an aspect of noga, meaning the goy, the goyish pull it in their direction of apikosis and kfira, and we akadish it through imuna, through tzitzit. So, I believe, yes. I believe it is, yes. We continue. Now we go into the laws of Hilchas Ma'oinein Umenachesh. Those people, Ma'oinein means who, who define everything based on times, seasons. They believe that that's what controls destiny completely. The different months, the different times, the different signs of the zodiac. Rav Nusazal quotes the Halacha in Shulchan Aruch, chapter 179. It's forbidden for a Jew to perform these kind of practices. That this time, this month is a good month for this kind of thing. This is not. This is a good time. This is an opportune time to do something. It's not. Because there's a passage that says we should be simple with Hashem, simple and straight without delving into these wrong types of chachmas, trying to foretell the future and trying to define the future based on these times. Now note, in Kedusha, there is a concept of an esrotzoin, a time that's more suitable for having our prayers answered. That there is such a concept of, there's a concept of, of the month of Av, where it says in the month of Av, a person should not go to court with a non-Jew, and the month of Ador, which is a time of Simcha, etc. But, but here he's talking about the way the Goyim practice this, you know, the, the fortune tellers, those types of people. Rav Nosenzal explains, because when a person says, this time is good, and this time is not good, the person is, is empowering and, and giving rulership 
to the bad times by acknowledging them in this way. And Rav Nosanzal says, all of this is associated with Pegama Bris. As Rav Nosanzal touches on this topic in chapter 29 in Likutimran, there he elaborates on the topic of Tikana Bris, and he includes this topic of, of Ace Toiv and Ace Ra. And this will explain why the laws of Mo'inen and Menachesh are written right next to the Pasuk Tomim Tia This This Tomim Tia is the opposite of those people who are trying to figure out what's going to be. They're trying to foretell the future versus a person who goes with simplicity. We know the Arizal, this is mentioned by the Arizal, When he speaks about Hoshana Rabbah, Hoshana Rabbah, the night of Hoshana Rabbah, is all the way at the end of the month of Elul and Rosh Hashanah and Aser Tshuva and Yom Kippur and seven days of Sukkot. Hoshana Rabbah is called the double seal, the second seal, Chosam. Yom Kippur is the first Chosam and Hoshana Rabbah is the second seal where we're really locking everything in. And the Arizal explains that on the night of Hoshana Rabbah, the shadow, there's, there was, there's a certain type of shadow that a person studying that shadow will be able to tell certain information about what's going to be in the future. But I believe Reb Chaim Vital and it's mentioned in many Sforim, that it's preferred that a person not look at that, not look for those signs, but rather fulfill the Pasuk Tomim Tia Meshem Alekecha. I don't need to know. I don't want to know. I want to serve Hashem B'Pshitus HaBetmimus. Every single day is a wonderful opportunity to serve Hashem. So Rav Nosanzal says now, V'zeh shenismach l'zeh ha-Pasuk Tomim Tia Shehu Hepech This is why the laws of Moine Menachesh are written next to the Pasuk Tomim Tia which is the opposite of Abris, because the term Tomim also refers to Tikkanabris. Kemashikosud, as it says, by Avraham Avinu, right when, when Hashem was giving Avraham Avinu the mitzvah of Bris Mila, that's when Hashem said to him, His Tomim, go before me and be complete. The word Tomim means simple, the word Tomim also means whole, complete. By removing the Arla, we become a complete person. Through Tikkun Abris, and by not practicing sorcery and these things, we, we, we defeat the, the bad times. Now, Rav Nosanzal wants to explain the names of Hashem that are used in this puzzle. That if you'll be zeichet to be Tomim, then you'll be you'll bring about Hashem Elokecha, Zebechinas Almadosi. The combination of Yudke Vavke and Elokim is referred to in the Zohar Kodesh as Olam Haba, Bechinas Hashem Hu Hu Elokim. In Olam Haba is when we're going to see that these two are really one, Hashem and Elikim. 
Shom nezbatel ro legamri. And in Olam Haba, there is no Esra, there is no bad times. Kiamadosi hulamala meazman vamidos. Because Olam Haba is above the concept of time. The concept of time corresponds to the seven lower midos, chesed, gvur, teferis, which corresponds to the seven days of creation, the seven days of the week. Olam Haba is referred to as bina. We're going above the seven, above the concept of time. There there's only good. There is no bad times whatsoever over there. Just like the Gemara says, that nowadays when something good happens, we make one bracha. When something bad happens, we make a different bracha. But in the future, it's going to be kulay hatoiv and we're to this aspect of Olam Haba to eliminate the Ra completely through Tikkun Abris, through Tikkun Abris, a person elevates their Seichel, the Chochmen Bina, which is the Seichel, the person connects to the future world, as Rabbi Nezal mentions this in several places in the Kudimran, in chapter 29 and other places, there's a famous quote from the Zohar Kodesh, Siluka Yesoida ad Abba Veima, that the, the, the Mida of Yesoid, the sphere of Yesoid, which is the bris, reaches all the way up to Chachman Dina. That's what affects the person's thinking, the person's seichel the most. Yalkein, and therefore, through Tikkunabris, we eliminate the concept of bad times completely, because we're to connect with the future world, which is all good, it's above the concept of time. Within time, there's a concept of good times and bad times. But again, the Goyim try to practice sorcery and, and, and stargazing and these kind of things to try to control the times through methods of Tumah. And this is why the Pasuk says in Yomi Anavi that in the future, you will not have to be afraid of the signs in the heavens. Only the Goyim will, have, will be afraid of that. Because we, the Jewish people who are in the category of Shvira Sabris, we don't have to be afraid of the, the, the signs of the zodiac and those kind of things. They define the different times. Because through Shmira Sabris, a person eliminates completely the bad times. And the person is to elevate themselves to take themselves out of these lower seven midos and to connect to the Bechina of Olam Haba. Any questions, please? Question, how does going to these astrologers reflect a lack of Tikkun Abris? 
the, the, the Torah refers to the rainbow, for example. If you take a look in Parshas Noyach, where Hashem destroyed the whole world because of Pegamabris, because of Chilabris, it says there, Ki hishchis kol basar as darko el because people acted in a disgraceful, disgusting manner. And Rashi quotes the Gemara, which says that there was no, there was no, there was total androlamusia <clears throat> between men and women and men and men and women and women. And even among the animals, they made it in all kinds of absurd kind of ways. That's what brought the Mabul. And, and then the post Hashem said, <clears throat> if ever the, the Hashem promised there'll never be a flood again, <clears throat> but if things get bad, I'll put my rainbow in the sky, and that'll be an indication that chas v'shalom, were it not for the promise of Hashem, there would be a mabul. And, and the, the, uh, the bracha that we make on the rainbow is zoicher habris. That's the bracha. And the, the, the different signs of the zodiac and all of that, it's Rabbein Zal shows in the Kutimran, are all controlled. When a person is, is involved in pigam habris, then those things can rule over them. That as, as it says over here, those things rule over the goyim. Why? Because the goyim do not have a concept of tikkun abris. There's no concept of lineage and heritage by them as there is by, by in Klal Yisrael, the concept of a pure lineage. We are not allowed to go to stargazers to ask them to predict the future for us or to give us any kind of guidance. Because the Torah commands us to be simple, sincere, not to delve into those kinds of chachmah, not to try to figure out what Hashem is going to do. We know the Gemara even curses those people who try to calculate to figure out when Mashiach is going to come. This halacha base is going to be based on chapter 8 in the second half of Likutimran, which speaks about rebuke. Rabbeinazal says over there, through prophecy, holy prophecy, that corrects and repairs medame. Medame is fantasy, imagination. And this leads us to a pure faith. It eliminates all kinds of false beliefs, which are associated with the filth of the snake. As those people, those stargazers, those people are called Menachashim Amoinim. Validei Emuna, Zoichem Lechesed. Rabbein Zal shows over there in Kudman, through Emuna, where Zoichet Lechesed. Shal Yodo Yeh Chidish Oilam Losid, which is what will bring about the, re- the renewal of the new world of the future. Bechinas Oilam Chesed Yibone. The world will be built with Chesed. Bachidish Yeh Bebechinas Eretz Yisroel. And that new world will be like Eretz Yisroel, which is the land which has the direct supervision of Hashem upon it. 
Tomid Eini Hashem Like the Pesach says, the eyes of Hashem are always focused and concentrated on Eretz Yisroel. Ki azai yisnaheg ho'ilam alidei hashkocha v'neflois k'mo Eretz Yisroel. Because in the future, the entire world will be conducted through hashkocha and miracles like Eretz Yisroel. Ki ikr Eretz Yisroel ho'alidei b'chinas koyach ma'asov higir li'amoi. Because the fact that Eretz Yisroel belongs to us, the Jewish people, and the fact that Eretz Yisroel has this holiness to it is based on a Pasuk, where the Pasuk says Hashem has informed his nature of the power of his actions, referring to the first Pasuk in the Torah, as it says, Bereshis, from the beginning Hashem created heaven and earth. Omar Rabbi Yitzchak, and the Medrash says, Rabbi Yitzchak said, If the Torah is a book of laws, it should have began from the first law that Hashem gave the Jewish nation as a whole, which is the mitzvah of Kiddush HaChodesh, which we were given upon leaving Egypt. However, the Torah began with Bereshis because Hashem wanted to show the power of His actions. Koyach is 28. Koyach refers to the 28 letters of the first Pasuk in the Torah, Bereshis. And, and hands, the words for hand is Yad. Yad is a hand. Yad is 14. Two hands is 28. So again, that first Pasuk in the Torah and the whole beginning of the Torah shows us that Hashem is the one who created everything. And therefore, so that the goyim shouldn't accuse us of being thieves. They're going to say that they were in Eretz Yisrael first. How come the Jews came and chased them out of Israel? They were there first. So the Torah says that Hashem is the landlord. Hashem created everything. Hashem owns everything. Hashem is allowed to allow one tenant to live in his land a period of time. And when Hashem decides that it's time for that tenant to leave and be replaced by a different tenant, Hashem has the complete authority and right to do that. Paragraph Aleph. Because the truth is, the holy Jewish nation is above the laws of nature. We are not under the control of any particular angel. And our lives are not controlled or conducted in any way based on the signs of the zodiac. But rather, we are under the direct supervision of Hashem. And that's why we are commanded not to search, not to search and define our destiny based on the signs in heaven. As the Apostle says, As we mentioned just before. Rav Nosanzal says now, because the truth is, these two things are dependent on each other. Because 
שאל המה אוינינים ודור שבויסי ששמיים וחויזם. Because when we, the Jewish people, do not go to these liars, these fantasies, these stargazers, and all of these kinds of people, these sorcerers, by not going to them, we defeat the tumor of the snake. We attach ourselves to holy emunah. Because Rav Nosan Zal says this whole knowledge of sorcery and, and predicting things based on the stars and everything, all, all is the tumor of the original snake. And when we, the Jewish people, distance ourselves from that, but rather we only believe in Hashem. Through this emuna, we're to connect to the new world of the future, to Eretz Yisrael. And by doing this, Hashem will see to it that we are controlled only by the direct supervision of Hashem. And through miracles, above the laws of nature that are associated with the, the signs of the zodiac. So by not going to these sorcerers and these people, and by strengthening our faith in Hashem, we don't have to be afraid at all of, of these signs. Because our destiny is controlled only by Hashkocha, by the direct supervision of Hashem. So by distancing ourselves from these sorcerers and these kind of people, that enables us not to have to worry about, about that type of stuff. And this is what the Pesach means when it says, The other nations, they will be afraid of these things. They do need to be afraid of it. Because their lives are dictated to by nature. They are not included in this complete holy supervision of Hashem. Because they did not accept the Torah on Har Sinai, so the tumma, the original Tumah of the snake didn't was not interrupted in any way from them. It continues to be passed down from generation to generation among the Goyim. The Gemara tells us when we accepted the Torah on Har Sinai, that Tumah of the original snake was shut down. The Pesach says these non-Jews, they listen to these sorcerers and magicians, these people. They don't believe in Hashem. And therefore, they are not worthy of Eretz Yisrael, which is the place of the direct supervision of Hashem, which is associated with that new world. Because 
because as Rabbi Nizal explains over there in chapter 8, in the second half of the Imran, a person could only be zoicha to Eretz Yisrael, to this Chiddush Oilam, through holy faith. And therefore, since these other nations are not included in this Hashgacha, Therefore, they are controlled, their lives are controlled and guided by nature. And therefore, they do need to be afraid of the, the zodiac, the signs, the different signs in heaven. Because they follow that, they believe in that, they follow that, and therefore they're under its control. They do not have holy amunah. Because these two things are dependent on each other. A person who study, who believes in that, is controlled by that. We'll hold, we'll hold it over here for now. Rav Nosenzal is going to elaborate on this and explain it much more clearly. Shabbos Parshas Vayetzei, this is the Shabbos before the yard site of Rav Rosenfeld, my rabbi, our rabbi, and, and the yard site begins from Shabbos. The custom of Nusach Sfar is that those that are saying Kaddish start from the Shabbos before the yard site. We should be zoicha that his merit, the merit of his Mesiris Nefesh for Klal Yisrael should should bless all of us. We should be zeichet to emulate his ways, to be true students to him. And we're hoping in Yitzh Hashem, Sunday night, we're going to have a suda in my neighborhood, in the shul Oyer Avraham in Yitzh Hashem. I believe it's scheduled, called for 7.15, 7.30, something like that, in Yitzh Hashem. And on Monday morning, we hope to go to Harazesim in Yitzh Hashem, to the Tizkever. I hope that we will still have a shear Monday morning. It might start a little bit later, but I hope that we will do the shear If anyone's interested in sponsoring the Suda, the trip, or the work that's being done to improve Rav Rosenfeld's shearing, this is a good opportunity, Mitzvah Wishing everybody a wonderful Shabbos. Yeshua, Rafuas, we should be zoichet to the Gula Shleimah, b'mhei Rabbi Yameinu, amen v'yameinu.